Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. Sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of The Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of The Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Well, good afternoon and welcome to another episode of The Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today I have the pleasure of having Denise Terry. She is going to talk about using social media for small and mid-sized businesses and startup success. If you'd like to join the conversation, we invite you to go into the chat room and pose your question there. Or you can go ahead and email us at info at the core business show. Or you can feel free to give us a call at 347 324 3460. Well, Terry, uh, Denise, welcome to the program. Thank you, Tim. It's great to be here. Great. I guess to begin with, now, kind of tell us about yourself. Just before we went on the air, you were telling me a lot of things. Uh, you're the startup queen of marketing. So, kind of give us a segue. Uh, tell us about yourself and how you got started and where you're from. Sure. So I'm originally from the East Coast, and uh, I've been in Silicon Valley for the last 18 years. I've actually been involved in a number of different technology companies. Um, started actually up in Seattle with AT&T Wireless and was mm-hmm. running uh, part of their international uh, business development team and was actually recruited to come down here um, in, in 1996 by um, a guy named Tony Shea, who actually is now the CEO of Zappos. Um, and wow. he was building a company at the time, uh, was just had just left Oracle um, with his roommate and was building what became the web's largest advertising network at the time. It was called Link Exchange. And I was recruited to come down and really be their first product manager and help them figure out products to help small businesses um, and website owners uh, promote themselves online. So this was you know back in the days when Yahoo was really a big deal before Google even existed. Um, so I built a number of different um, web tools for web Masters, um, help them uh, launch an e-commerce site, which allowed small business owners to buy uh, advertising for their website on sites like Yahoo and Excite, and as well as the Link Exchange Network, for as little as you know twenty-five dollars on a credit card. So that was never before possible until Link mm-hmm. Exchange came along. So uh, I was a product manager there, and then I uh, moved into a sales role and helped them sell uh, their online advertising impressions in their network. Um, and called on all the major advertising companies, um, agencies, in you know on the West Coast. Uh, my and clients included you know Microsoft and um, some of the big big names. And uh, eventually, Mike, um, Microsoft acquired Link Exchange, uh, and I became part of the Microsoft uh, small business team. So um, was at Microsoft for a short while and really, you know, couldn't couldn't quite um, fulfill my startup itch at Microsoft. So I left Microsoft uh, <laughs> to go join a number of other early stage startups at the time. This was back in '97, '98 uh, when we got acquired. Um, and so I joined a number of other startups uh, in a in a marketing and sales and business development capacity. Some in the mobile space, some in e-commerce. This was really before the the first bubble burst. So, um, and then I joined a company uh, called Seven, which 
provided enterprise email um, solutions through wireless carriers. So this is before uh, the iPhone existed, before the Android existed, and the only way you could get um, email on your mobile phone was if you had a BlackBerry. So I actually uh, was in London for a while, launched that solution, uh, and then I came back to Silicon Valley and really um, had you know this passion for starting my own business uh, and wanted to go off on my own and see if I could do that. So I did, and I launched a wellness business targeted at mostly women and also mothers. Uh, pregnant moms and new moms, and uh, ran that business as an owner for about three years. So did all my own marketing efforts, um, you know, spent money on Google ads, um, started sort of early days of, of blogging and social media really back then. Um, so built that business out for a few years and then slowly got um, pulled back into the technology startup world and have since then run uh, the marketing departments for a number of technology companies here in the Bay Area um, across you know, the security space, across um, e-commerce, uh, reaching consumers. Um, I ran marketing most recently for a, a cloud communications company um, and I'm now uh, doing a lot of consulting for technology startups and small businesses to help them with their social media. So I've been really involved in social media for probably the good part of the last five years through my various uh, startup companies and my clients. Wow, what an awesome story. Talking about uh, startups today and uh, social media, tell us what is social media for those who don't know it and how it can impact your business. Sure. So social media has really evolved over the last few years. You know, it originally started with just you know the blog the blog communities. Uh, so having blogs on on sites like WordPress press and Blogspot and so forth. And really this blog community evolved once Twitter hit the scene a few years ago, uh, which you know is considered sort of a micro-blogging platform. So what Twitter is, is it's really you know a place where people can share links to content that resides elsewhere. That could be content on their website, content on their blog, content on other social media sites, and just content on other new sites. Um, and it's limited to 140 characters, so you have to be really succinct and clear about what you're trying to say. Um, in addition to the link you provide. But social media as a whole is really um, it's kind of like the world's biggest cocktail party, I like to think of it. It's, it's 24-7. It's basically a way for you know, uh, individuals, consumers, as well as businesses to connect with each other. Uh, and and it, there's millions of people, you know, using so Facebook. We all know Facebook. Um, you know, nearly a billion people using Facebook globally now. Um, Twitter is another uh, platform. So there's all these different platforms. I think Facebook and Twitter are the, the, the most well known, but there's a handful of others that we can talk about. And it's a way for people to share themselves, share their stories, share their content, um, share their ideas with each other online and really connect with potentially millions of people who share their same interest or who might be interested in their business or what they have to say. What uh, with social media today, how how has it changed the landscape for the small business owner? Um, so, yeah, so, so for, as a small business owner, I mean, it's really um, – been an incredible gift, I think, to small business owners who, first of all, having been one myself, you know, you're always short on time, 
And, you know, you've got to save money. It's really co- – you know, it's, it's, and so time and money are, I think, the two top concerns for any small business owner. They're trying to get more things done, sell more to their customers in, a, in as little time as possible with as few resources as possible to manage their, you know, their bottom line. And so social media, I think, is a real, you know, uh, great way for the small business owner to um, reach their audience online and connect with them in a very cost-effective way. Um, most social media, um, if you take the time time factor out of it, you know, you can actually do social media without spending a lot of money. Uh, it's mm-hmm. free to get a Facebook page for your business. It's free to get a, uh, you know, Twitter profile for yourself or your business. Um, you could get a, a personal profile on LinkedIn um, for, for little to no money. And so I think there's, there's ways that small businesses can really leverage the power of social media without having to spend thousands and thousands of dollars. So it really levels the playing field for a lot of small business owners who could never before afford to reach millions of people without spending a huge marketing budget, which obviously small businesses don't typically have that. Wow. So the impact itself, I mean, you, you're able now to compete with the big boys when it comes to really dollars, but more in a direct way. Um, can you talk about some of the direct ways, you know, what's, what you should do with a Facebook account, what you should do with a Twitter account? What's the proper way that if you're going to have those um, those Facebook accounts and those Twitter accounts, LinkedIn accounts, what are the proper ways that we need to be able to manage that and what you need to do as a marketing plan to make this more successful? Sure. So uh, I think one of the things that, that small businesses often do is they sort of jump right into the platforms and sort of sign up for all these accounts without really a clear, cohesive strategy and objectives about what they're trying to accomplish. So, you know, I caution people to sort of take a step back and look at the big picture for your business. You know, if you're a small business owner, maybe you might be a services professional, maybe you're an accountant or an insurance agent or, or so forth. Um, so you got to think about what is it that drives the bottom line for your business, right? You're, it, ultimately, every business and every small business owner is at the end of the day in it to make money, right? To sell something, either a service or a product. Um, So whether it's getting referrals and leads for your business, or maybe it might be a direct e-commerce sale on your website. Maybe you have a shopping cart where you want to drive traffic to your site and get people to buy things and convert to actual customers. So I would say, you know, think about what are your overall business objectives and put together a content strategy based on who your end customer is. So, for example, you could be um, an insurance agent. So you you know who your ideal customers are um, and, and what sort of that profile might be. So I'd say think about that and then put together a content strategy based on what kind of content would be helpful to your end customer. So typically, you know, many small businesses I know don't even have a website yet, or maybe they're just getting started and building their website. Um, So an easy way to get started is to have a blog and start posting content to your blog that is going to be useful and valuable as a resource to your end customer or your prospect, right, your potential customers. So uh, that takes time, and I want to also say, you know, everyone, a lot of people say social media is free, and really when you think about it, it's not all that free. I mean, there is this investment of time um, and, you know, into the platforms and into creating the content and managing the connections with your customers or your prospects on the social channels you join. So I would say... Start with your website, start with a blog, um, you know, maybe get a Facebook page because uh, for many people, having a Facebook business page is almost as good as having a website. 
especially if you know their phone number's on it or they can have their email on it, and they're just trying to connect with customers directly. So I would say, you know, set up your profile on 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 Facebook um, as a business. I think Twitter is an important place to be. Um, when you sign up for your social profiles, make sure that your brand name or your your company name, or if you're doing business as yourself, you know, like if you're if you're Tim and I'm Denise, maybe we have our profiles be our name, uh, which mine is my name. So um, I would say, you know, set up your profiles consistently across the different sites. Start with um, a blog, a Facebook page, a Twitter profile. Um, LinkedIn, I think, is really important for services professionals and anyone in the Mm -hmm. consulting capacity. Um, You can get a a LinkedIn profile for yourself as a person. And then I also recommend that people launch a company page for their business, which is separate than their own personal profile. But you can use your personal profile to join things like LinkedIn groups that are relevant to your own industry and your own area of expertise and start commenting there and really developing relationships. So, you know, I tell people social media is about being social. It's about social community building. It's not about the hard sell. So I think what tends to turn audiences off to you on social is if you just sound like a brochure all the time or you sound like a salesperson all the time and you're just trying to sell, sell, sell. And that's, that doesn't work for, you know, for, for various reasons because people feel it's spammy and they kind of turn, turn you off and they don't mm-hmm. engage. So really it's important to engage on social media, uh, wherever, whatever platform you choose. So LinkedIn is important. I think Google Plus is also a new and important place to be, um, given the fact that your presence on Google Plus does help you rank more highly with Google. So it's great for SEO, search engine optimization, for those who don't know that term. Um, and it's also you know, a good place to sort of uh, build, a, you know, build a large following of people that may, may not be finding you in these other places. Wow. The other well, place about... that I think – Go ahead. The other uh, place that has uh, risen in popularity recently is Pinterest. So it's actually the fastest-growing social network right now. Um, A lot of people that I know are very addicted to it because it's a visual social network. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Do you have uh, uh, Pinterest – I forget what it's called – Pinterest addiction. (laughs) Wow. Um, So people spend a lot of time on there. It's largely women at this point, but businesses are starting to use Pinterest boards as a way to show a more fun and visual side of the brand. So Pinterest works great if if your target audience is women or if your business is in some way visual. Maybe you're a creative design company. Maybe you're you're a food company and you want to post pictures of your your menu items and your food. Um, Or if there's just some way that you want to share kind of what's happening uh, on the inside of your business, you know, the people side, Um, Mm -hmm. maybe locations of your stores, photos of your employees, things like that. It's a great way to, sh- to, to kind of, pl- you know, have a more playful presence on social media. It's certainly less serious than, say, a LinkedIn company page. Well, let's back up to Google+. Plus. Now, Google+, Plus is not as popular as uh, Facebook. So, however, I guess uh, Google is going to reward you by interacting with them and moving you higher because they're trying to compete with Facebook? Well, yeah, yes and yes. Um, so Google+, Plus, you know, is, is Google's version of a social network, and it's, um, mm-hmm. it resides on the Google platform, obviously, and given that Google crawls the entire web, including Google+, Plus, you know, they, they basically have recently updated their search um, 
their search algorithms that basically how they rank different sites on Google. So if, let's say you're a let's say you're a cupcake store in I don't know, San Francisco. So somebody goes to Google right now and searches, you know, cup, cupcake San Francisco. Google will will use their algorithm, their secret algorithm to figure out which cupcake store should I display higher than all the other cupcake stores in San Francisco. Right? And so they listen to a number of signals that they crawl across the web and what they've done recently is update their algorithm so that the social part of that signal is a lot louder than it used to be, which means if you have a large following on Twitter and people are retweeting your content and sharing your content on Twitter and on Facebook and on Google Plus uh, and on, you know, other blogs and things like that, kind of you were seen more sort of as an influencer, and that will certainly affect your ranking on Google. So... I say, you know, it's great to it's great to be in as many places that are relevant to your business, but I think just to cover your bases, it's important to be on Google Plus in some in some form. Okay. Uh also we go back to Pinterest itself. It's really really visual. Some people get it, some people don't. Um I it was hard at one time uh to get on Pinterest for some reason. Um, yes, and they've now recently, just last week, actually opened up Pinterest to the whole world. So okay. before it used to be, you know, invite only. You had to know somebody who could invite you, or you would, you know, ask for an invite to join, and then they'd have to approve you. So there was sort of this lag of when you could come on and start pinning to your boards. Now it's completely open, and so it's a great time, I think, for businesses to start a presence there. And really, it needs to be relevant, right? So you can't just have all this brochure wear on Pinterest and think people are going to pin that and like that (laughs) and that you're going to build a huge following. But I think depending on your audience and depending on the kinds of content that you're sharing, um, Pinterest Mm -hmm. could be a a, a nice place to expand your presence and to reach people that you may not be exposed to on some of the other social networks. Wow, that's amazing. And and all it is is just people is like retweeting in one sense, but it's a visual retweet. On Pinterest, so you you on Pinterest you build boards, um, and you you kind of you know build boards by certain content topics. You can name your boards whatever you like, like Tim's favorite vacation spots, or you know Tim's mm-hmm. top tech tools, or whatever you want to name them. And then you start by you can do a number of things. You can follow people, find and follow people on Pinterest. Um, you can import your friends' um, contacts and basically see which of your friends are already using Pinterest. I mean that's a great way to get started. Just follow your friends and see what they're sharing and then repin their their things um and then you can also search based on content let's say you're a cupcake aficionado you can search on cupcakes and there's probably a million cupcake photos on pinterest by now there are a lot of foodies on pinterest um people that you know kind of curate menu boards and foods they like and things like that so um the other thing you could do is you can pin things from other parts of the web so let's say you have an Instagram channel. You know, I have a presence on Instagram. You could be posting photos of your business or your stores or your food on on Instagram, and then you could actually pin those directly to your boards on Pinterest. So the thing that I like to, to uh, encourage people to do is to do some cross-pollination, if you will, of content from some of your other social sites on Pinterest and Instagram and, and places like that. So um, it's a good way to make sure that your content shows up in multiple places. 
Okay. We are going to take a break for a second. We'll be back in a moment. I want to talk about uh, clout and uh, where we had it with mobile today. So we'll be back in a moment with the Core Business Show. I'm Tim J.K., your host. You're listening to the Core Business Show, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. Apple Capital Group in Jacksonville, Florida, is a commercial lender that specializes in asset-based loans, equipment leasing and financing, invoice financing, commercial real estate loans, and asset-based financing in the U.S. and Canada. Apple Capital Group is a direct lender that lends on their private equity investment portfolio. 90% of most loans are decided within two hours and vendor funding within 24 hours after documents are completed with a one-page application. No slow no's. Just a quick decision and a fast yes. To get more information about lending from Apple Capital Group, call 866-611-7457. That's 866-611-7457 to speak with one of our loan specialists. Or visit us right now at applecapitalgroup.com. Welcome back to The Core. Once again, here's Tim Jacquet. Oh, we'll be back with the show with Denise Terry. We were talking about uh, social media and social marketing and startup success. Now, question real quick when it comes to clout score. This thing is coming out uh, that you need to have a clout score. Tell us about what a, what is a clout score. So a clout score is essentially everyone, most people in, in the U.S. are familiar with the, the concept of a credit score, right, sort of your credit worthiness as an individual. Clout is sort of the equivalent of that for social networks and social media in terms of measuring what influence you have in social networks uh, on other people. So meaning, you know, when you share a piece of content out there on the social web, do people listen to it? Do they interact with it? Do they retweet it? Do they share it? You know, how far does your reach go? Um, so there are you know, a number of ways to measure influence. Clout has their own secret algorithm, as always do all these <laughs> sites, on uh, how they, ma- they measure your clout score. Um, it, is, it is certainly kind of the, the, the industry benchmark. Um, they, they were kind of first to market with coming up with the notion of a social score. Um, so they've mm-hmm. really refined it over the last several years, and they actually just last week just updated how they are measuring clout score. Um, so, for example, let's say you're, you know, um, let's say you're Barack Obama, you know, or or Oprah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you m- you might have more social influence, but you may not necessarily have. You know, you, you might not necessarily be super um, active on social media. But when you when you say something, your reach and your influence, you know, goes viral, goes widespread. So so they're they're basically um, they've updated their score in a way that takes into account your actual real influence in the world um, wow. versus just your number of followers, you know, on Twitter or so forth. So, um, so I think you know, look, scores are scores are useful in that. Where I think humans are, you know, by nature curious about where they rank relative to other people. Um, mm-hmm. And on, you know, it's on social media. There's there's literally millions of people one could follow, and you sort of have limited time and and following capability, right? You can't follow everybody. Your your social stream would just be cluttered with so much information. So, you know, how do you find and follow the people that are influential in your industry, right? Whether it's you're an insurance agent or maybe you're a music executive and you only want to follow people who, who are, you know, talk about music. So how do you find those people? So Cloud's a great way to find influencers within a specific industry or category. 
and then to kind of just know, you know, okay, um, is this person influential or not? And I, you know, my 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 notion is like that shouldn't matter. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you should be connecting with audiences and prospects and people that you mm-hmm. care about and that you have something in common with in an authentic way. And I think naturally over time, it, once you spend more time on social, you will naturally develop a following of people who kind of want to mm-hmm. hear what you have to say. Wow. That's, uh, that's amazing. I was looking, I uh, was in the 40s a month ago, and now I'm at 66. I'm excited. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think, I think one, one way to think about clout, and I think you know, I, would, I would advise people to do this rather than how do I rank next to you know, th- this person, X, Y, Z, I would say, you know, um, you know, how does your score, your own personal score, improve over time? Are you getting better? Are you, you know, are you engaging? Are you curating the the, the right types of content that your audience is is liking and following and sharing? So I think it's important to measure things on social media, um, and I think um, there's a couple free tools I'd love to mention. Um, I personally Definitely. use Hootsuite. Um, Hootsuite is one of many social media tools that you can use to um, cons- basically monitor across all of the different networks. So rather than having to log into Twitter, log into Facebook, log into you know um, LinkedIn and Google Plus and all these places, you can log into one site, Hootsuite, um, and and follow all of your streams, and then you can respond directly from Hootsuite when you. You know, retweet somebody, or maybe you push out a piece of content, and then it has analytics in it that allow you to see how many times did that blog post that I shared yesterday actually get 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 engaged with somebody like it or retweet it or so forth, and who did that? So it allows you to really connect with your audiences one on one in a way that's a little bit more manageable than having to go go to all your sites separately. Okay, so that's meaning that. You can put your Facebook account, you can put your Twitter mm-hmm. account, LinkedIn, right. and all of those social media all in one spot. So you just respond to uh, who's You can read and, and then respond directly from that one dashboard. And there's others out there. All. There's Hootsuite. There's a thing called TweetDeck. Um, there's there's a number of them that you could you could find. Um, but I, I've used Hootsuite for several years. Are you still there? I'm still here. Oh, sorry. Um, so I've used Hootsuite for several several years, and it 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 works very well. Wow. And any other uh, uh, now? Only thing I think with with Hootsuite, you you can send it to a regular WordPress blog, but you, can you send it to your regular blog? Yes, you can. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think someone had a question here, and I, I remember seeing something like that in the past. How uh, t- and any other suites that's really good for marketing for social media besides uh, Hootsuite? Um, there's TweetDeck, which is great. I mean, there's a number of paid ones that you know um, start to cost a lot more money. If you're talking about mm-hmm. you know medium-sized businesses that want to manage a large-scale social media team and assign tweets to customer care and different people on the product side, then you start to get into solutions like you know Hootsuite has an enterprise version. There's also Radiant Six, which is a Salesforce product, which is huge and you know for enterprises like um you know Sears and 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 
Oracle and kind of large, big companies doing social media at scale like that. Um, so they're de- definitely not applicable for small businesses. Um, but there are a number of them out there that, that are really useful depending on your industry. Okay. Uh, last couple of questions. When it comes to mobile marketing, uh, well, mobile phones itself really, really is changing in the face of uh, social media and really marketing marketing and period. So what is happening with, with uh, mobile today that the whole game is changing? Well, I think what's happening with mobile is that literally everyone uh, has has a, a, a mobile computer in their pocket, right? Like I don't know, I don't think I know anybody who does not have a smartphone, either an iPhone or an Android, at this point. So everyone is connected all the time, um, and what that does is it really changes the the conversation to being literally, like I said, it's kind of the world's biggest cocktail party, twenty four seven, because mm-hmm. when you walk out of your office or your place of business now, you're not really shutting down your business. You're on. Right, so if somebody if somebody tweets at you at 10 p.m. at night, in some ways people sort of expect oh, you you probably saw that tweet, <laughs> you might have seen that tweet, right? So you and you might be responding in the middle of the night to your customers. So it's really I think what mobile has done is it's created this always on sort of you know business culture, but also the um, the the lines between your work life and your personal life are completely blurred now. Right, so so as a small business owner, that means like your your business really you you don't really shut it down. Same thing in startup world. Um, so I think that's it's definitely shifting the landscape for how on you are as as a business person, and then also how on your customers are. I mean, your customers could be could be um, you know browsing at all different hours of the day because they're on their mobile device or their tablet. Um, you know, what iPhone tablet. Um, so I think it just changes how you connect with customers. Okay. Um, you know, taking that account, since you're on 24 hours, seven days a week, how can you manage all of these uh, different voices, you know, coming at you at one time? If if someone tweet you, you need to tweet them back. How can a person really manage all of this? You have a, the, the uh, one solution like uh, TweetDeck and uh, Hootsuite, can help you with that, but is it really necessary to be on on, on duty? To, you know, no, hours? no, 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 no. I, I don't. Okay. I don't think it's necessary to say that your business is open twenty four seven. I'm just saying that's kind of the landscape of how the okay. mobile, you know, mobile, you know, access uh, to everything has shifted. You know, to you know, nine to five is doesn't really exist anymore. That said, I think people still understand the concept of normal business hours. So if you're mm-hmm. using social media for customer care, which I highly recommend anyone on social media use it for customer care, because uh, it's the lowest cost, most effective way to um, you know connect with your customers and to engage with them and provide them with great service. Um, so I think it's important to you know if you if you're using it for that. Um, either you have a, maybe a separate social media profile for customer care if you're a larger company, or if you're just a small business owner, you know you could also put on your Twitter profile, for example, you know respond to tweets nine to five if you're if you're an insurance agent or whatnot. Um, you know make sure people know when you're going to be responding them responding back to them. Perfect. Uh, any other marketing ideas that you have? Uh, small businesses should be able to engage in outside of market. Uh, Social media, should they still do the postcards? Should they do still do the uh, bulk mailing? Are any of those really still successful? 
Well, I, I think it really depends on the industry and the, you know the, the business um, that we're talking about. I think in certain industries, maybe that's still sort of you sort of need to do that. Um, but I think now, given all the possibilities online, which are just a lot more cost effective, you know, we talked about blogs, we talked about um, using photos. There's email email newsletter marketing, which is a great way to again publish content to people that subscribe to your newsletter and actually are asking to hear from you. Um, you could be doing YouTube videos, webinars, video trainings, um, something as simple as a SlideShare presentation, a few PowerPoint slides that you upload to SlideShare and tweet out, for example. Um, so I think there's a lot of ways to, and again, it's this assumes that a portion of your customers are online. You you might mm-hmm. be in a completely um, you know specific vertical or industry where you know your customers are not online. I mean, if you're reaching maybe um, a senior citizen population or or our target audience that doesn't typically spend a lot of time online, then social may not be for you. It's not for everybody. It's not for every mm-hmm. business. So I think it really depends on your unique situation and where you're, where you know you're going to find your customers. Where do you think we have in the, in the next five years for social media? Social media, I think you know it's going to be interesting to see how how these platforms evolve and if you know the sort of dominant players now are going to be the same dominant players in five years. I mean, if there's anything I've learned being in Silicon Valley uh, for this long is that things change really dramatically and really fast. I mean, you know, Yahoo 18 years ago was the big you know, the big company of Silicon Valley, look at it now. Lots has, lots has changed. So I think the current market leaders, you know, certainly Facebook and Twitter, you know, they, they're growing fast. They have a lot of strong financial backing. And, you know, Facebook's got over a billion users. Um, so they're not going away anytime soon. But that doesn't mean that a disruptor can't come along, a new a new company that we haven't even heard of yet come along in the next year or two and completely change the shape of the space. So, you know, Pinterest didn't exist, you know, five years ago, and now it's the fastest-growing social network. So it will be really interesting to see how these players um, can either consolidate or launch new solutions that really engage people. But I think what we'll see is more and more millions of people are going to be coming online. I mean, I think small businesses as a population are just starting to understand the power of social media and starting to use it. So there's still mm-hmm. many many small business owners out there who ha- you know who don't have uh, a social media presence and are still trying to figure it out. So we'll see we'll see more business owners I think come online over the next few years. Well, uh, the very last question: being a female in Silicon Valley, I mean, it's an awesome task. Um, kind of give us uh, we hear a lot about uh, Silicon Valley, but kind of tell us. As being a female walking into Silicon Valley, what is that really like? So it's exciting. Um, certainly, wish there were more of us, <laughs> um, especially at the kind of you know I would say um, you know the kind of um, leadership levels of some of these startup companies. Um, 
Silicon Valley is tough, uh, you know, in general. Like ha- being in, in startups is tough. It's not for everybody. Certainly, it's you know tough uh, having work-life balance. It's and I think you know women maybe more so than men value work-life balance slightly more. So I think that may be one reason why you don't see you know millions of women um, Silicon Valley executives out there. Now that said, I think it's it's a great time to be uh, in Silicon Valley and in anywhere really that's a technology uh, center of innovation. And there's there's many cities out there internationally as well as the the other parts of the country where there are great communities of entrepreneurs and small business owners and and people of all walks of life wanting to make an impact on the world and really change the way business is done and starting their own companies. So, you know, being a a woman in Silicon Valley, I'd say, you know, it's tough. Um, I, again, wish there were more of us. Encourage, you know, as many young girls and women as possible to embrace the IT fields and, you know, learn computer science and, and really embrace engineering as a discipline and kind of go into more of the, the hard sciences and uh, be open to a career in technology, um, knowing that they have, a, you know, the capability to have a huge impact on the world. And so I encourage, I encourage all women uh, to, to consider a career in technology. It's certainly the most exciting, I think, industry right now. Um, lots of change happening, um, lots of disruption happening, and great opportunity given that it's really – there's never been a better time to start a company, in my opinion, uh, whether that's a technology company or a services company, because uh, of all these tools and these great innovations and products – actually many of which are coming out of Silicon Valley, uh, to enable businesses to, um, to start up with very low capital uh, and very, very little money with just a, you know, an idea, a couple of people, you know, and uh, uh, raise money and, uh, and bring your idea to market. So it's a great time to be in technology. Wow. Well, the last thing we want to leave us with. Um, last thing, I just want to say thank you for having me on the show. I would encourage any uh, small business owner or startup out there to, you know, to get social if they're not already active in social media. Um, if they have any questions, I'm happy to answer them. You can visit my website, deniseterry.com, and all my social profiles are there. Happy to engage with you and answer any questions as a follow-up, and just invite people to, you know, use social as a way, as social media specifically, as a way to to connect with more people, whether or not it's for your business. I think there's a lot of wonderful people out there who you don't yet know, who you could actually end up developing you know, great relationships and great friendships with online. So I, I encourage people to, to try it out and to, and to learn and have fun. Well, Denise, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Tim. It's been great talking okay. to you. Same here. Take care. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Again, that was Denise Terry. She is a social marketing distribution strategist uh, for startups in Silicon Valley. You can reach out to her on her website at deniseterry.com, and she is really sociable. You can check her out also on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, um, she and Pinterest, so she's all there. Everybody, thank you for listening to the show. You can download this episode on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. This is Tim J.K., your host. Thank you for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. For a free quote on equipment leasing and financing, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. And fill out the information to receive your free quote. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. 
And remember, you can always get to the core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. Thanks again for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.